For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Big Ten Show brought to you by Bookmaker. Find them online at bookmaker.eu today for all the games and get a special $100 free play just for signing up. Tweet at them, bookmaker underscore EU. That's bookmaker underscore EU on Twitter and give them a try. Check them out online at bookmaker.eu. Welcome into another edition of the Big Ten Show. He's the almost famous Adam Carricker. I'm the much less famous Jeff Turn. Presented to you by our good friends at Jacobson Seed Company. Check them out for your healthy hybrid advantage for all your field's needs. Check out jacobsonseed.com. Adam, welcome in, buddy. It is a big one in the Big Ten. But before we get there, I just wanted someone to say hi. He is named after the almighty Hawkeyes. My friend, Hawk, right here. Hawk wanted to say hi today. He heard we were going to do the Big Ten show and talk about those Hawkeyes. He just wanted to say hello. Look at him. Doesn't he look like an offensive juggernaut? Like he could score a touchdown? I can't stand cats. <laughs> or Hawkeyes. <laughs> say bye, Hawk. I don't bye, mind man. the Hawkeyes. It's their offense that sucks. I just don't like cats in general. Oh, my gosh, man. Gosh, I love dogs. Yeah. I'm a dog person. I like dogs too. I mean, I, I was never a cat person until my wife got us our first cat. Uh, and B, we, we, we loved B. He lived with us for 15 years. My son, man, this Hawk thing though, dude, like he, my son wanted to name him Hawk. I'm like, perfect, man. The big 10 champs. You want to name him after the big 10 the champs? Big Go 10 ahead. Champ. Okay. Seriously. Why Hawk though? Why Hawk? Seriously? I have no idea. He said, I said, what do you want to name him? He said, Hawk. I said, all right, cool. Sounds it's actually, good. It's actually a great name. I actually like the name Hawk animal and Hawk. The Dungeon of Doom back in the day, the old WWF, so I get it. My brother-in-law, he's now no longer with this woman. I'm going to shock you with that. He does not like cats. He's allergic to cats. His wife begged him for a cat. He said, fine, just don't come home with the black cat. Two days later, she came home with a black freaking cat like six months later. It wasn't because of the cat, but it's just an example of why six months later they were divorced. Hey, man, I'm telling you right now, love me some uh, Hawkeyes right now, and uh, love me some Hawk at this point. Um, all right, we're going to talk to Bobby Carpenter today, scheduled to join us in a little bit, because we're going to talk Ohio State and Penn State, which is going to be great. But I have a question for you as a, as a former player. Like, wh wh where are we at in the season from a healthy standpoint? Like, where are we at from a we-know-our-identity standpoint? Like, our goals were this, and now they're this. Like, at this point in the year as we're sitting here, uh, what are a lot of these locker rooms, these teams, what are they going through right now? From a healthy standpoint, because that was a three-part question, from a healthy standpoint, this is the, the point in the year where you tend to start getting a little bit beat up. Now, there's also a lot of teams that have had bye weeks or have bye weeks right around now. So if you're a college football player in the NFL, you may not have a bye week for another month. But as a college football player, you're starting to get beat up, but you should really be refreshed if you just had a bye week or you got one coming up. So that's one reason why college football isn't as bad as the NFL. All right, the next portion, our identity. You know, a lot of teams, 
really we're trying to figure it out coming in. And if you don't have a good idea who you are now, especially as an offensive identity, you've got real problems, okay? So 90% of the teams at least have an idea what they're trying to be. From a, a goal standpoint, expectation standpoint, everybody was a national championship contender. Now there's like what? Maybe, maybe. This year, actually, I think there's more than ever. There's probably still 10 to 12 who are still in the conversation. And in a typical year, we're usually down to about six to eight. But as far as goals, honestly, I think, you know, probably two-thirds of the teams are like, yeah, our goals are out the window already. There's usually only about 40% of teams that are still in that goal conversation they had before the year. And, you know, the thing I've always wondered, too, about the coach's message versus that of what the the realization is of what you are, like, does 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 it ever get to the point where, like, the message becomes stale because you aren't achieving those goals? Or is that something that's more of like a self-reflection where you're like, we didn't get to the goals because of us, not because the coach was telling us this. I just mean like, Hey man, we're going to be very competitive this year. We're going to have this, this, and this happen. And then like week six, none of those things have happened and you still have to coach the team the rest of the year. So this is, you make a great point because this is about that time of the year when those teams that aren't reaching their goals, it's clear they're not as good as they had hoped to be it gets hard to show up every day and bang and clang. Either you love football and you want to show up to play football or you're one of those guys who's there just to win and get your name in the accolades and you start to get exposed this time of year. I'm actually going to go back to my high school days. My high school okay. team was awful. We were 0-9, okay, my senior year. And so we're like 0-7 at this point, second to last game of the year, we're playing Pasco. They won three straight three state titles in four my four years of high school. So they're 7-0, and 8-0, rolling. Here's, here's the approach that my high school coach took, and I thought it was phenomenal. I actually almost bought into it until it was 28 nothing before the end of the first quarter. He goes, I like our one-on-one -on -one matchups. That's the stance that he took. I like how we match up one-on-one, -on -one, which was a bunch of crap. But I don't know how, what, other, what other stance he's supposed to take. And the game was over before the first quarter was over. But I've never forgotten that because I remember thinking going into that week, how is he going to get everyone to buy in? Like, I'm going to show up and play no matter what. But how's he going to get everyone to buy in that we have a chance to win this game? And when he started, like, I like this matchup and this, he didn't make it about the team. He pointed right. out individual matchups, which was honestly still not true, but he had to do something. And so I've never forgotten that because for an instant, I think our team actually bought in and then kickoff happened. <laughs> uh, we'll be waiting for Bobby Carpenter to get his expectations for the game between Ohio State and Penn State in just a little bit. But Adam, we're gonna do some rapid fire, and we'll we'll get Bobby in as soon as we do. But I want to start with uh, a game that you know I'm all in on Iowa and Minnesota. Give me your thoughts on what's gonna happen. All right, here's what I wrote down for Iowa, Minnesota. If I can find my notes, where to go? Uh, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota comes in three and three. Iowa, <laughs> number twenty four in the country, somehow six and one. Uh, hey, they're they're winning games. I'll give them credit for that. They're a six point favorite. The over under. It's 33 and a half. Are we setting records for the for the lowest over under every time there's a prediction I mean, for Iowa? I mean, seriously, it's awesome. Uh, you think that they're going to go over this game, though? Is that what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm saying. I said this may be the most boring football game you'll ever see outside of Iowa versus Wisconsin last week. These are two teams that people think are better than they are. Also, take Minnesota in the upset. And I've been saying since the beginning of the year, Minnesota is not that good. Here's why. Iowa's had an insanely easy schedule up to this point, but they've had no bye week. You talk about the bye week. Minnesota's coming off of a bye week, okay? And eventually, these ugly close games are finally going to catch up to Iowa, and I think this is the game. Hey, give Iowa credit, though. They are undefeated this year when they score at least one point. 
Okay, that's impressive, man. That's impressive. You're not paying um, attention. You didn't get the joke at all because they lost 38 to nothing to Penn State. Get off your phone. I'm trying to get show. Bobby Carpenter on the show, okay? Come I'm on. sending him the text link. He's not getting the text link. I'm seeing it go through. He's not getting to go through. He's got another <laughs> thing coming up in a little bit. I don't want to miss Bobby Carpenter for this. We may have to have Bobby Carpenter come on and join us to recap the game on Sunday if this is what I'm going to continue to go through with technology. That works for me, too. too. Let's get him on either today or Sunday. I'm good with whatever, man. Okay, that's fine. We'll make it work Um, again. Like, I'm showing screenshots to him. He's showing screenshots to me. The text has been sent 15 times, and it is not going through. Every other text is going through except the link to get him on the show. So, anyways, um, I I don't care what you had to say. I was going to roll in this game. (laughs) So, Way to be so, so this is what you got to do, baby. You got to, you got you to believe in the Hawkeyes. All right, you got to believe. Six, three to two. Come on, listen, now. listen. I was watching this week on the Big Ten Network. Shout out to our friends, our colleagues over there. They had this piece on Cooper DeGene. Now, if I was Iowa, I would look back to the to the one A high school championship in two thousand and twenty one where his little town repeated for the second year in a row, one in 2020, one in 2021. I would have gone out there, uh, and maybe it was 19 and 20, whatever it was. I would have gone out there and taken that film where Cooper DeGene is running around like Barry Sanders in his prime from the quarterback position and lighting up the defenses of these Iowa high school teams, and I would have him do the same exact thing for for the Iowa football team. When you started off with one situation with the transfer, it's a different story. Now you're to your second guy, and the offense is anemic. I would, I would, you know what I'd implement? The wildcat is what yes. I do. Okay. Yes. Yes. Do we finally agree on something with Iowa? Yeah, the backup quarterback, he's completing 30, 30, 38% of his passes. We're not talking about his three point shooting percentage in basketball, we're talking about his pass completion percentage in football. 38%. I am 100% with you. They are. I'm, I was going to use the word unimaginative. They're idiots if they don't put Cooper at wide receiver, running back, wildcat. Use him in some way, shape, or form. I'm just going to say it. You're idiots if you don't do that. I agree with you, man. Uh, pretty impressive what he did. I mean, dude, this dude was like dunking on dudes at, at like 16 years old, man. Like I mean, he, He's got all the athleticism, and my point is he can play any position, and that's what I would do. Iowa wins by at least nine points in this game. Minnesota wins by at least one point. Fake news. Um, all right, let's get to the next game. And the, the, Bob, the Bobby situation we'll figure out, all right? So don't worry about it. If he shows up, he shows up. If not, it's me and Adam right. for the next 20 minutes. Next? All right, the next game that I want to get to is um, – uh, you want to go Rutgers, Maryland? Uh, do Dude, all right, fire away, man. Rutgers and Maryland, you know, I have uh, Rutgers 5-2, and two, Indiana – no, it's Rutgers, Rutgers in Indiana, Indiana, not Maryland. My bad. Yep. Rutgers in yep. Maryland would be much more interesting. Rutgers <laughs> yeah, two, Indiana two and four. All right. Rutgers is only favored by three. That actually surprised me. Okay. Indiana's Indiana doesn't give up a boatload of points. Not typically. I will give them that. Over under 43. Again, a lower over under. All right. Indiana isn't very good. Rutgers may be. And I'll hold myself accountable. I said they didn't have a power five roster before this year started. Now You're I'm wrong. saying they may they may be one of the top five teams in the Big Ten. So uh, I've got Rutgers and the points easy. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Indiana's streak of losing games in the Big Ten continues. Uh, they have not won one this year. They're not going to get it done against Rutgers. I'm actually, I mean, I understand that Rutgers is the road team and the spread's only five. But 
Um, I, I, I think Rutgers, yeah, give Greg Schiano a ton of credit, man. Like hot seat, certainly coming into the season. It wasn't kind of going how it did the first time around when they were chopping wood. I love the fact that it's going the way it is right now. So, I mean, I, I think Rutgers wins this game and I think they do so by forcing a lot of turnovers from a turnover prone Indiana Hoosiers team. That's an 11 a.m. kick on the big 10 network central time noon on the East coast. Next, let's get to Wisconsin and Illinois. Allen has to be huge in this game. Uh, I think, you know, the way that they came into this season with more of an air raid offense and Luke Fickle, and we we talked about how it was going to look different. Um, an interesting point prior to the season was their new offensive coordinator um, said that he talked to Allen prior to the season and said, do you care how you get the football? And he said, no. So I can shovel it to you. I can hand it off to you. We can get in shotgun, throw you some dink and dunks. We can throw it to you out of the backfield. He said, perfectly fine. On the season, 91 carries for 559 yards and seven touchdowns. He has been really, really good. And he's been a uh, top two, three running back. Uh, I'm Blake Corbin's probably number one, and he's probably number two in the conference. Uh, I, I think it's a big day for him. But the, the sneaky thing about this one, though, Adam, Cutson's only favored by two and a half. That tells me. It tells me that smells weird, man. That smells like it's a stinker for Wisconsin on the road. So, you know, what's funny is I have the opposite reaction. I saw that spread and I was like, what? They're overvaluing Illinois' win over Maryland and they're overvaluing Wisconsin's loss as ugly and just awful as it was to watch that game. Um, you watched it. I didn't. I'm taking your word for it. Versus yeah, it Iowa. I, I didn't. Anyways, I digress. My point is I have the opposite reaction. I think certain things are being overvalued. I think Illinois is not as good as people are, and not nobody thinks they're good. But Wisconsin is better than people think they are, okay, despite they played two ranked teams and they lost to both teams by, by multiple possessions. Here's, sure. here's my notes. Wisconsin big. They're mad. Illinois got lucky versus Maryland. Take the Badgers plus the points easy. I mean, that is some some expert analysis right there. Badgers <laughs> are mad. <laughs> That's what I got for some, you. Have you ever met a happy badger though? Like I, I mean, I, in the wild, have you ever walked across the badger and been like, "Hey, man, let me pet you"? No, that thing is going to eat your hand off. They are mad. I'm with you. I think Wisconsin gets the win here as well. Big day for Allen on this one. Again, backup quarterback situation going on. Dude broke his hand, so we'll see how it goes from there. Um, Michigan and Michigan State. 24-point favorites are the Wolverines on the road. I don't know that they cover that, but this isn't the week that the Spartans get their first Big Ten uh, win of the season. J.J. McCarthy is going to torch them, man. Um, 14 touchdowns to three uh, 14 touchdowns to three picks. Um, other than Drew Aller, did you know, by the way, Drew Aller has no interceptions this year? I did not know that until I was looking at the stats this week, and he has tossed the, the football 181 times. I digress, but I'm making the point that, like, you know, you probably would say any other year, J.J. McCarthy is having the best year in the Big Ten. Drew Aller's right there with him, but they are going to torch this secondary of Michigan State. Opposite of the Wisconsin game, they're going to tear him up on the ground. Michigan's going to tear him up through the air. And Blake Corum's still going to have his day, man. I mean, he's going to get to probably over 700 yards total for the season because I have him going for over 155. I got to be honest. I actually agree with everything you said. Um... Namaste. That never happens because you're usually wrong. But here's what I've got written down. The problem is <laughs> I say stuff that you think is going to be wrong, and then we get together on Sunday, and you're like, damn, that I, Iowa Hawkeyes team won by I'm almost like, double digits as a nine-point. <laughs> I, I haven't been we're, wrong this year. You've been wrong so much. We can't even keep track. All right, points per game. Michigan's averaging 39.4. Michigan State's 
is 22. I have 222. I, I didn't put the dot in there. It's 22.0. Points allowed, Michigan 6.7. Michigan State 24.3. Here's the interesting stat. I found one, one interesting stat. Michigan State actually a- averages more pass yards per game than Michigan. Six more pass yards. Every other stat, Michigan just absolutely dominates Michigan State in the stat category, especially the defensive ones. It's at Michigan State, so you never know, but take the Wolverines big and easy. It's my yeah, I think so that. too, man. Yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be an easy one, man. They're they're not they don't even have to get mad to win this one, man. They're just gonna end up winning that game. Yeah. Uh all right, man. Excuse me. Next, let's get to Northwestern and Nebraska. Uh, this is gonna be another win for Nebraska. They're gonna get over 500. And I think this is huge for Matt Rule, right? Like the the fact that you're gonna be able to get over the 500 mark after the way the season started. 11 point favorites going into this game. It'll be there in Lincoln. Um, yeah, I don't even think you needed the home field advantage to win this game. You start 0 2, string off two wins, molly whopped by Michigan, beat Illinois 20 to 7, coming off of, of the bye. Um, here's what I think's uh, going to be interesting after this, though. And I'm, I'm foreshadowing to the future. There is a very good chance, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> over the next three games that Nebraska is going to become bowl eligible. I think they win their next three, lose their final three, end up six and six, but that in itself, and even if they win seven, whatever, they're going to get six because they're going to beat Northwestern. They're going to beat Purdue. They're going to beat Michigan State. Even though they're on the road against Michigan State, they'll be a favorite on the road by a few points. I mean, Adam, that's pretty sweet, man, that Matt Rule is going to get them to a bowl game because I don't see him losing the next three games. And it starts with this Northwestern one, but bigger picture, that is absolutely what they needed this year. Couple of thoughts. Number one, when Nebraska wins Saturday, if they win, if they pull it out, and I got them winning 24 to 14. Okay. And it could be much worse, but I think they're going to have a lot of opportunities to win by three or four scores. I just, after what I saw in the Illinois game, I'm going to stick with 10 points and call it good as far as the margin of victory. This is going to be Nebraska's first winning record because I'll have a winning record for the first time in half a decade. How insane is that? Also, they control their, you enjoyed that comment way too much. Also, they control their own destiny. They could go to the Big Ten championship game and they don't depend on anyone else. It's the facts. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying it's the facts. Here's, it could come down to Nebraska and Iowa on Black Friday, two just juggernauts of offenses to, to see what, what, what team is that? When you are throwing haymakers like that and all kinds of chaos and wreckage, I have to wear a helmet so I don't get injured. Okay, this is the mighty Augustana Vikings, uh, Division Two studs in the NSIC. I had to put this on, though, because that right there was reckless. Okay, that was a reckless, reckless statement. It was a reckless statement. I had, my, I had to put my helmet on for safety after that, man. I didn't know what the hell you were talking about it there, like man. a really bad Arizona State Sun Devil helmet. It's what that looks like. I looked uh, like I, I could tackle helmet, you back in the day, buddy. Watch out. Oh, man. <laughs> so the, my same brother-in-law, I love this guy. Okay, shout out to Phil. He actually he, he wants this to really happen. He goes, Adam, I may have told you this before, but if I haven't, here we go. He goes, Adam, I want to get a shotgun snap and you to have a full five-yard head of steam and I want you to tackle me as hard as you can. I've never heard this story. I said, Phil, I want to remain married to your sister and I don't want to be charged for murder. Premeditated first-degree murder. At this point in your life, you can still do it? You still, you can still hurt somebody? 
dude, you better put the helmet back on because the haymakers are coming quick and fast, bro. What is that? What do you mean? I can sprint for five yards and land on somebody. Plus, oh, Phil's also about six. You still got hours. muscles, though, and stuff, man. Like, you're still, you got. Come on now. Look at those babies. Look at those monsters. I, I think your arm went down like the old Buggy Bunny cartoon. <laughs> Uh, Phil's 6'3", 170, so we're not talking a very, you know, great human being, but not, you know. Anyways, I digress. Love you, Phil. So, Nebraska does control their own destiny, just like Iowa, just like Northwestern, just like a lot of teams in the Big Ten West. I think Purdue and Illinois are really the only ones that are truly dependent upon other teams. How bad is the Big Ten West? It's the worst division in the history of college five or college football power five conferences. Yeah, But the fact fact is Nebraska is going to win at least by 10, I hope. But they control their own destiny, and it could be Iowa, Nebraska, Black Friday to determine who goes to the Big Ten title game and gets that's slaughtered. Crazy, we'll man. That's crazy, man. That's crazy, man, to think about. But, again, I, I think the bigger picture that's realistic, that's obtainable, is that they get the six wins, and it starts this weekend. All right, we got we got one more to get to, man, and it's the granddaddy of them all this weekend. Uh, it's the big noon kickoff on Fox, 11 o'clock Central Time. 9 a.m. wake up for you folks out on the West Coast, number seven, Penn State, number three, Ohio State. I want to get this out of the way. I don't think that either one of these teams, win or lose, um, it it determines anything to do with the college football playoff. Penn State can lose, beat Michigan later on, and it can change things around. Ohio State can lose, beat Michigan later on, and it can change things. So I don't think it's a determining factor. All this is going to make or break your chances to get to the college football playoff. Heather Dinich of ESPN sort of reiterated that. This morning, Ohio State comes in as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. 45-and-a-half is the number. Two good quarterbacks here, Kyle McCord and Drew Aller. As I said, Aller has no interceptions uh, throughout the season. It's going to be tough for him against the pesky defense from Ohio State to not get out of there without a pick, but um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, 63.5% is what ES analytics give the Buckeyes to win at home in CBOS. It's going to be cloudy about 57. There should not be a factor. I listened to James Franklin's press conference its entirety this week, and the word that he kept using is respect. Clearly, they respect them, and rightfully so. I think they've lost six in a row to Ohio State. Can you name the best player on the field for Penn State last time they beat Ohio State? No. I remember Barkley. Uh, I remember the game. It was the blocked field goal they returned for a touchdown because Ohio State actually outplayed them that game. Trace McSorley was the quarterback yep. for, for Penn State. JT Barrett was the quarterback yep. for Ohio State. Um, I mean, last year's game, dude, in the fourth quarter, Penn State had a lead. And yep. then Ohio State, I mean, Ohio State scored, I think, 28 in the fourth quarter last year, man. Like, they went cr- crazy in the fourth quarter. Uh, but, yeah, they had a lead right out the gates. Like, nine minutes left. They were winning that game. I think it was, like, 21 to something. And then all of a sudden, Ohio State just motorboated them all the way to the end. Um, I, I'm going Penn State, man. I've been believing in Penn State all year. I got Penn State winning this game. Big day for Drew Aller. Big day for that Nindy Lions defense, which you talked about with all those studs at the linebacker position and the safeties. I'm going, and cornerbacks, I'm going Penn State in this one. So the last time Penn State beat Ohio State, that was the year that Penn State won the Big Ten Championship. So I will Seven say years ago. I will say this. I don't think it eliminates either team, but I do think if Ohio State loses, they're going to be given more grace than if Penn State loses because Penn State is seen as that program that's just a level below Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Alabama, all those programs. So if they lose, if they beat Michigan, they're still in the conversation, but in the national perception of things like Ohio State shouldn't be, what are they, seventh, sixth in the country? They should be much higher than that. Penn State I'm talking about. Penn State seventh, yep. The, the, the fact is they're not getting the respect 
They're not going to get the benefit of the doubt like a Michigan or Ohio State. And that's where Franklin's talking about respect. Also, this is Ohio State's worst team in about five or six years, and they're still pretty good. And this is really? Penn State's best team in seven years. And I think they're better than that Big Ten championship team. So if they don't get the win on Saturday, I think it's going to hurt them, not eliminate them, but it's going to make it much harder for them to bounce back than it would Ohio State. And also, I got a question for you. Which okay. quarterback is more of a question mark for you coming into this game? Because you got Drew Aller, who's playing lights out. He's answered the belt so far this season, but he hasn't really faced a true test. Now he's going into Columbus, where Ryan Day is already calling on the fans to go crazy. On the other hand, you've got Kyle McCord, who didn't even earn the job until part of the way into the season, but he's more battle-tested going on the road and beating Notre Dame, who decided to only play with 10 players. Which quarterback is a bigger question mark to you going into this game? I think it's McCord. I think Drew Aller has proven that um, this guy protects the football. I mean, like I said, 181 passing attempts. It's not like he has just, you know, not a lot of numbers. That's like third or fourth in the Big Ten, something like that. And he only has zero interception. And he's right up there as far as touchdowns uh, in the league. Um, I'm, I'm taking Drew Aller to have a bigger day than Kyle McCord. I think Penn, I agree with you. I think Penn State's defense is the difference in this game. I think they're going to make Ohio State's offense have the roughest day they've had all year. Yep. And I think Penn State's offense is explosive, but I think Ohio State can kind of keep them not in check, but like keep it winnable for the Buckeyes. I think it's their offense is going to struggle. The Big Ten Show brought to you by Jacobson Seed Company, your healthy hybrid advantage. Check them out online at jacobsonseed.com so you can spend more time watching the games and out of the fields. That's a wrap for the Big Ten Show. Look forward to checking in. On Sunday, we'll see what all the action ultimately turns out to be and if Ohio State or Penn State gets the big win. He's the almost famous Adam Carricker. I'm the much less famous Jeff Turn as another page has turned here on the Big Ten Show. Thanks for hanging out, y'all. We'll talk soon.